Hello, disgruntled world. (laughs) I'm Taylor Marsh, and this is Astral Soul Lightning, a podcast about making meaning through mythology, synchronicity, and the cosmos. Advent season is upon us, a time when Christians are in a moment of reflection before the coming or arrival of Jesus. For traditionalists, this includes emphasis on the second coming of the Messiah. If you've listened to earlier episodes over three seasons of this podcast, you're aware of the road I've traveled in my own religious liberation, which included rebellion over how men throughout history have tortured the truth to exalt their own power. The dictionary defines Advent as the arrival of a notable person. During Christmas time, the Jewish holiday, Hanukkah, the Jewish festival of lights, is also celebrated. There's Kwanzaa, a holiday created after the horrific Watts riots, celebrated as, non, as a non-Christian event to embrace the history of African Americans outside the dominant power structure that excluded them. Regardless of your religion or lack thereof, we are in a cosmic moment of consciousness expansion amid a barrage of lies, disinformation, misinformation, delusion, and fury. During the holidays, we have an opportunity to expand our outlook, but also look back on what we've learned in 2023, but also the lies we've been told as well as our involvement in spreading hate and anger. Nothing is more important at Christmas time than doing an inventory of how we each add to the hate, disinformation, and misinformation in the world. For the record, disinformation is outright lies we repeat even when we know they're false. Misinformation is repeating a lie in ignorance. We are responsible for our part in this dramatic unwinding of truth in our world. There's a more important task if you want to be part of the solution instead of making the same mistakes older generations have made for decades. On this one, I'd cite Elon Musk. (laughs) How many lies do people tell themselves in order to share personal anger through topics or issues on which their own personal knowledge is slim to none. When was the last time you said, I don't know, when was the last time you said to yourself, I won't comment because I'm not sure of all the facts? When was the last time you checked your anger and chose not to add more fire to the social media furor? When a friend comes to you in righteous anger about an event, your support is not the most important thing to share. Asking whether what you're hearing is true matters first. Believe me, there are many reasons to be furious with the state of America and the world. The cosmic mythology of Sagittarius season is an opening a widening, an expansive time, while the Capricorn holiday season is a mythical moment, is a mythological moment to reflect, especially with Mercury retrograde, encouraging us all to revisit our part in the collapse of truth, rise of lies, and the outrage atmosphere stoked on social media. 
Humanity has a part to play, which requires a look in the mirror moment of how we're reacting and making matters worse in our communities and in the world. Looking at the news and noticing the revelations under our noses. The Christian Reformation continues apace with this latest article, a doozy, quote, Did Christian homophobia come from a mistranslation of the Bible? A new documentary challenges an alleged 1946 mistranslation that helped lead to a justification for Christian anti-gayness. There's a link in the uh, transcript uh, from The Guardian. I have to uh, posit here my uh, award for Tweet of the Week from Rick Wilson. It's from the Miami, Miami Herald. Quote, If Moms for Liberty co-founder had sex with a woman, why is she targeting Florida's gays? End quote. <laughs> This week in political drama, the U.S. House of Representatives expelled New York Representative George Santos, a man who lied about every detail of his resume, while Republicans shrugged because he helped to make up their slim majority. It was because of Democrats, Democratic votes in the House, that Santos was expelled. Republicans continued to support him. In the Senate, two names stick out. GOPer Trumper Tommy Tuberville, who's holding up military appointments over allowing service women to get health care, including abortions. Then there's Democratic Senator Bob Menendez, who's been indicted for allegations of being a pawn for Egypt, which includes the nickname Gold Bars Gold Bars Bob after law enforcement found actual gold bars in his possession. Of course, he says he and his wife are innocent. Now let's do something a little harder for everyone to digest. In the Hamas-Israel war, something of great importance happened this week, but the ignorance and fury of the situation drowned it out. I say this as someone who's been a student of the Middle East for 50 years and includes attending think tank lectures when we lived in the Washington, D.C. area. From Secretary of State Anthony Blinken on the site formerly known as Twitter, quote, Israeli minister and I discuss continuing efforts to protect civilians during Israel's operation and the need to address rising levels of extremist settler violence in the West Bank against Palestinian civilians to include holding perpetrators accountable, end quote. Can I get a hallelujah? Finally, America levels up to be part of the two-state solution by addressing a long-ignored, long-festering injustice. Going forward, whatever money the U.S. provides the Israeli government must include conditions where Israeli settlements and settlers are concerned. This is the pivot from President Biden's initial Netanyahu bear hug. Why is this important? Israeli settlers are an impediment to a two-state solution, the only hope for Palestinians and Israelis living in peace. 
from Vox.com. Quote, Radical Israeli settlers who intentionally build communities in the West Bank routinely harass and assault their Palestinian neighbors. The the settlers attack their herds, burn their property, beat them, and even kill them. This violence, paired with many more subtle techniques to pressure Palestinians to give up their land, has reached unprecedented levels in the months since the terrorist group Hamas's massacre in southern Israel on October 7th. The link is in the transcript. One of the most underreported facts from the Hamas-Israel war comes from Salon.com. It was put together by a group of female lawyers, women lawyers around the country, and it is jaw-dropping, quote, of all the horrors coming out of the Israel-Hamas conflict, among the most horrible are the barbaric murders, rapes, sexual assaults, assaults, and kidnappings of women and young girls in Israel during the October 7th attack by Hamas. And yet, deepening this distress, distressing event, there has been a disheartening silence about, or worse, denial of these evils. Reticence from the voices here at home in the U.S. who have, in the recent past, embraced other women who needed their support. Israeli and Jewish women find themselves isolated. For the past three decades, women have stood up for other women. When our sisters' bodies and dignity were targeted and violated, women and allies of all ages and backgrounds organized, supported, and spoke out. Except somehow, not this time, end quote. That is from Salon.com. It's possible to support the Palestinians while also acknowledging the rape and torture of Jewish women and girls. Support the Palestinians, stop anti-Semitism, and reject Hamas because they're terrorists. This week, the New York Times published an article on the Hamas terrorist attack on October 7th, which reports that Netanyahu... His security services and the IDF were warned in advance of the possible attack, but they ignored it, holding on to the mistaken belief that Hamas was scared of Israel. The 40-page document, the Israelis entitled The Jericho Wall. The most important snippet for me is that the warning came from a woman intelligence analyst that the men around Netanyahu ignored from the New York Times. Quote, I utterly refute, I utterly refute that the scenario is imaginary, the analyst wrote in the email exchanges. The Hamas training exercise, she said, fully matched the content of Jericho Wall. It is a plan designed to start a war, she added. It's not just a raid on a village. In other news, another doozy reported this week revolved around Archie, Meghan Markle, and Harry's young son from NBC News. Quote, 
Questions of racism within the royal family were reignited after King Charles and Catherine, Princess of Wales, were, were reportedly named in the Dutch version of Obend Scobie's book, quote-unquote, Endgame, as the two people who discussed Prince Archie's skin color. In the English version of Scobie's book, he alleged that there had been two people involved in the discussions, according to the BBC. He said he knew their identities, but could not name them because of legal reasons, the news outlet reported. (laughs) And don't get me started on Hollywood star Felicity Huffman, who paid 15 grand to give her daughter a leg up on the SATs. Felicity Huffman taught her daughter that elites can cheat and it's okay because promising future, that's in quote, quotes, is more important than working your tail off and earning your way on the merits. Oh, and the truth means nothing compared to status. The world is drowning in lies deceit, and cowardice. Change starts with each of us in our own lives. Look in the mirror. Are you part of the solution or part of the problem? I supported the censure of Democratic Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib for her reaction to the October 7th terrorist attack in Israel by Hamas terrorists because she used her platform to spread unconfirmed news reports about the terrorist attack on a hospital, revved up anti-Semitism through her powerful 1.4 million followers on social media, and used her personal outrage to raise money in a one-sided attack on Israel. I've watched for decades, decades, as leaders of the Palestinian Authority have rejected settlement offers, as well as watched extremist Israeli leaders from Ariel Sharon to Bibi Netanyahu empower Hamas terrorists and others using the path of least resistance, while ignoring the violent Israeli extremist settlers attacking Palestinians. Christmas time is a moment that we can reassess our lives, our choices, and own the energy footprint we put into the world. As I've said many times on this podcast recently, we are about to enter a new era. The end of January is a moment where Aquarius and Pluto, the synchronicity of which informs our lives that it's now time to change if we want to be the change we say we want. Every social media post, think about who you are and what you intend to support, but make certain you know what you're talking about first. Otherwise, you'll make the same mistake as generations who came before. Use this moment of cosmic opening at Christmas time to assess your own voice. Be part of the solution. Find the portal beyond the path of least resistance. Truth is the way. 
I'm Taylor Marsh, and you've been listening to Astral Soul Lightning. You can find out more about me at www.taylormarsh.com. Thanks for listening. Until next time.